0: Joe on Joe listeners, it's me, Joe Slepsky. and I'm back and you're back. This is the uh, the quarantine re-releases of our original tracks going back four years, and I hope you're enjoying these as much as I'm enjoying reliving them, warts and all. I I, uh, I I think you can easily hear where I'm finding myself and finding what the show turned out to be, so I'm really happy to share these with you guys. Again, we pulled these back from behind the Patreon wall, and I wanted to make them available to everybody during this time to share and give and Listen and have fun, especially because G.I. Joe's back on YouTube now. So yeah. So I appreciate that. And you guys uh can always follow me at Joe and Joe Pod on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Let me know what you think some of these early episodes, how terrible they are, or how funny they are, or how awful they are. And we're starting recording back up again, so reach out to me. Let me know. Joe and Joe Pod at gmail.com. Let me know if you want to join me for an episode. I believe we're gonna jump into G.I. Joe Extreme very, very Soon. So, without any further ado, here is the OG track from Joe on Joe four years ago. Enjoy. You are listening to the Joe on Joe podcast, the only podcast where Joe talks about Joe. And now, your host, Joe Slepsky. Welcome back to Joe on Joe. I'm your host, Joe Slubsky, And with me this week is a special guest, a friend of mine from the L.A. area, Jeff Taub. Jeff. Hey, how you doing, Joe? Welcome to Joe on Joe. I'm very... Very excited. I love the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. It's very kind of you. I will give you $10 later. Yes. Um, now, Jeff is a commercial actor. He's a voice actor. He's a graduate of the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey. You say it because I know there's a very specific way to say it. Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey Clown College. That's awesome. Yeah, in yeah. Florida. Uh, that's so great. Uh, I know Jeff from working at Golden Apple Comics out here. He's a big comic book fan, big animation fan, um, and he's an actor and a clown. Yeah. So yeah. welcome, Jeff. Thank
1: you. This is uh, very interesting being on the other side of the podcast. Have you ever been on a podcast before? I have been on one other podcast before, yes. Is technically,
0: is this, is this, is this uh, Joe and Jeff on Joe? This is Joe on Jeff and Joe oh okay so this is me talking about both you and G.I. Joe awesome So this is even more homoerotic of a title than Joe, oh,
1: Joe oh, is oh we've
0: broken the emphasis fourth wall emphasis on the eroticism <laughs> um so you can remember, uh, all my great fans out there, I thank you for listening. You can find me at Twitter, at Joe and Joe Pod, Facebook and, and Instagram. I do like one Instagram every month. It's really exciting. I am just not – I don't know why I'm just not of that Instagram generation. <laughs> uh, but I tweet and uh, Facebook and all that stuff. And you can send me an email at JoeonjoPod at gmail.com. If you want there's something you want to see on the show or if there's uh, if you want to be a guest, I've got one uh, one friendly listener reached out. We're gonna work on getting him on the show. I just need to figure out how to do a remote video uh like synchronization thing. I kind of don't want to break the format too much. So we're gonna get but we're gonna work it out. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's probably a super, super simple solution. So if someone has one out there where we can remotely both watch and talk i know doing the talk is easy i've done we've done google chats and you know yeah you know google uh, groups and all that right super easy but i need to also get the video part of it too so we're gonna we're gonna get that ironed out tricky it's tricky who's the
1: uh, who's the uh computer guy on uh in gi joe uh
0: oh uh well there's both breaker and yeah. mainframe yeah I think yeah this we is gotta, a job for mainframe if you're
1: a mainframe kind of guy uh, please, if you're shipwrecked, stay at home. But he I, needs
0: mainframe. One of my favorite gags, uh, so back in Chicago, we ran a uh, shout-out to mid-grade comics. I had a comic book sketch group where we did sketch comedy, <laughs> and it was all comic book <laughs> geek stuff, like, awesome. like hardcore, like half the jokes. The goal was to half the jokes, for for at least half the jokes, for half the audience to not get the joke, Yeah, if that makes sense. Sure. I wanted them to be so deep and inside that half of our friends who were there who weren't huge nerds, didn't even understand what we were saying, but I, it needed to be funny. Yeah. But it, but it was like a deep reference to some random issue that like yeah. one dude in the corner would get and would laugh. Um, so but, but it actually, that whole mid-grade comics, shout out to my boy Joe Goltz and Ramel and Anna and, and I mean, all kinds of people. We had such a great time working with everybody. Um, <laughs> but it started from a G.I. Joe sketch that I wrote in class, in our Second City sketch class. Okay. And the the sketch I always loved it, but it didn't really go over very well in class mm. because it's a GI Joe sketch, right? That in a room full of people who don't give a crap about GI Joe, sure, right? So we went home and we were like, man, that would kill with people who actually cared about GI Joe. So that's <laughs> that's how we put together the whole group of you know to target you know uh, mid grade comics. That's that's its own. Oh, that's shore. great. Yeah, and. Uh, but the reason I bring it up is you mentioned mainframe, and the character we used mainframe in it. And the characterization was just everything he was on was on like an old Amiga <laughs> or, you know, Commodore 64. And, right. And all the calculations took like half the scene. Our mainframe, who shout out to Kelsey Wilde, she was great. Um, yeah. She would just be processing things. So you would ask her a question, and she'd be like, hold on. Yeah. And then the scene would move on and she'd get back to you five, five lines later going, so each of I you, got the answer.
1: So each of you in the sketch group played an actual Joe. Oh, oh, yeah. So there was a guy doing Snake Eyes who did nothing but awesome space work. Like he didn't really say anything. Yes. He just like.
0: Yes, there was. Yeah. Yes, there was. <laughs> I, I was. Who did I play? I played Duke. Awesome. Or was I Flint? No, I was Duke. Oh, yeah, no. My buddy Jeff was Flint, who we played him like a dope. Yeah. I was Duke. Uh, my buddy Joe was Roadblock, who yeah. just rhymed everything. Yeah, and Snake Eyes. Well, yeah, Snake Eyes was our silent ninja. Who oh just, wow! Who just? My, mm, yeah, it was. It was great. I'll
1: tell you right now. I'm a uh, uh, before we get in because I don't know what's in this episode. I'm hardcore Duke Scarlet. Really? Yeah, I'm, not, Duke, uh, I'm, Duke, so, I'm I'm Team Duke oh, Scarlet. I'm not Flint Lady J. Let's
0: ship them. They would would that be Darlet or would it be Skook? Ooh. <laughs> I kind like of like Skook.
1: I mean, it's not, you know. Because, because Flint and Lady J could be Flay.
0: Flay okay. versus Skook. That's it. We're starting this right now, Jeff. You're a genius. We're starting this right now. Are you right Team now. Flay? Are you Team Flay or, or Team, are you team Skook? Skook? And the reason why I like Team
1: Skook is because, um, you know, they just, seem, they just seem, Duke and Scarlet seem more, um, compared to Lady J and Flint, uh, more uh, exotic. You've got okay. a blonde guy, blonde hair, blue eye guy. He's the typical
0: Joe. And, but then you've got typically, the r- typically not considered exotic. exotic okay, I'll but, let you. I'll let you go with this. But,
1: but then you have Lady J, who's the redhead, and and you know, and she's got the crossbow. And then somebody along the line well, said, "Wait a you minute, you know what? Wait a minute, what? real quick,
0: before you go any further. Yeah. don't mean to interrupt you, but we know from that one episode with the uh, satellite down. Yeah, it's a hair rinse. Ah, oh. <laughs> it's <laughs> killing me. I forgot <laughs> about that. So who knows what her true hair is? Oh, I've been
1: lied to. <laughs> Maybe using, she's just a different shade. Maybe using that's a, a canon argument. It's uh, inheritance. Uh, but then, but then they come in with uh, Flint and Lady J. Oh, and you, you were talking Scarlet with the red hair. Scarlet with the okay, red sorry, hair. Scarlet sorry, with the red yeah. hair. But then you get in Flint and, and Lady J, and they're just sort of like you know, um, brown hair, kind of regular compared to the first two. Right. They're a little bit more generic in their look. Well, I like, coloring. I like to think that uh, see
0: that's you know, and they my, usurped the originals in my. Well, they opinion, definitely usurped, which them, I don't. My, I do not care for. My feeling is that they're not that joe that duke and scarlet are more generic Mm. because they they have a more generic vanilla look and i think okay i think lady i think flay yeah as we're referring to it yeah it's more interesting because he's got the beret she's got the she's got the um the javelins yeah Um, she's got she's got a sweet hat too yeah um and scarlet's more body stocking and duke's definitely pretty generic like yeah dress khakis look yeah um, but I love it. I love it though. So your team, Skook. Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your team, Skook. Yeah. I'll be team. Flay. I would happily be team Flay because I love those two. Yeah. But I think I think that Skook will be married for a long time and forever. Yeah. And one of them will die. Duke will die in battle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she will avenge his death. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I think Flay will get divorced eighteen <laughs> times. Well, we know that we know that Flay has a has a daughter. We know she has a kid. Yeah. I think they will be married and divorced 18 times. They will they'll, yeah. they'll get married, they'll divorce, then they'll marry again. Yeah. They'll keep coming back and forth because they're so volatile.
1: Yeah, and 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 Flint
0: is so aggressively testosterone. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And and Duke is going to Duke is going to grow old gracefully like a Robert Redford. Yeah, oh, definitely. You know. And uh Ooh. and 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 unfortunately, I think Flint is going to uh is is going to be, you know, um he's going to be a little bit, you know, he's going to gain weight and He's gonna be, you know, a little, uh, you know, he's a stoner. He's gonna get all fat. He's, you know, he's just gonna not hold up. He's like that high school football guy that lets himself go by the tenth year reunion. I see you looking at me about
0: that, and and I I see you pointing a finger at me and don't just don't, okay? Listen, life's not all rosy just because we played high school football. Hey, sometimes, sometimes it's dark. Hey, I'll, I'll give you.
1: I know the inner workings because I, I was involved in high school football too. I. I managed the football team. Holy crap. I'm not the giant guy you see before you. I was actually undersized.
0: What does managing a football team mean? I guess we had one, too. I don't really remember it. But what does that entail?
1: You do do a lot of laundry. Okay. You clean up locker rooms. Uh, During the games, you have to uh, fix helmets, fix buckles. Okay. Okay. if you're uh, depending upon how many guys you have doing the job, you send one of the lower ones to run out there on the field with the water, with a little squeeze bottle oh, okay. of water. He's oh, that yeah, kind yeah, of guy. Sure. Yeah, so yeah, you do all yeah, uh, yeah. you do the they would be the equivalent on GI Joe of the uh, of the, the, the all green, green the green shirts, shirts. Yeah. yeah the grunts yeah, yeah, yeah. okay
0: yeah well, totally maybe the man. head I manager
1: just, the head manager might have like some kind of cool code name
0: because he's in charge of all yeah. of them, but that'd be about it. I don't know. I guess when I hear manager, I just think like you're running spreadsheets and, and like. You know, uh, putting together statistics about our playing abilities that that you then gave to the coach. That, yeah, that, yeah. In that, 1980, that got us benched. In
1: 1983, I was doing that on my Commodore 64. <laughs> well, that's great. Okay, so that's a great segue. So 1983, where were you? 1983, um, I was in uh, Southern Louisiana. Southern Louisiana. How old were you? I was, uh, I was in 1983. I was 13. If, if you don't mind. I was 13.
0: 13. Okay. so This, was, this is this G.I. Is right Joe and nice. all that was
1: right in the meat of my, uh, uh, of my years that you would watch that. So did you watch the show a lot? I did. I did. I did. Um, uh, I believe it came on every Saturday and then every day after. I can't quite remember, but I do remember watching it a lot. And what was your favorite aspect of the show? Okay. I know that you've gotten into this before on other shows, um, how they borrowed a lot from Star Wars, <laughs> which I found wonderful. Because oh, we I would, love it. Well, we would actually go over... To, we had a lot of Star Wars toys. Sure. Uh, my cousin Bart, who lived across the street, Bart. had a lot of Star, Star Wars toys, but also had a ton of G.I. Joe toys. We didn't have a lot of G.I. Joe toys. Right. Um, because my dad was very tight with the pennies about mm-hmm. spending money. And uh, so we'd go over there, and we would do mashups, and we would have uh cobra fight the empire sure we'd have cobra and the empire versus the joes in the rebel alliance i love it and uh and yeah so i just uh the nice thing about gi joe is that like since star wars only came out in movies Mm -hmm. gi joe was an awesome way to get that same pseudo feel of star wars on an almost daily or weekly basis totally and uh yeah yeah and the fact that they had ninjas was awesome ninjas. on the good on the good side Man. and the bad side because I wanted to be a ninja when was I was 12 or 13 Was there anything
0: bigger in the mid 80s than ninjas? No. Like thank you Frank Miller. Yeah. Thank you uh, American Ninja yeah american ninja 2 and american ninja 3
1: there was a ninja television show there was a there there was a ninja television show about an old guy who was a ninja and he had a like padawan ninja and they went around solving crimes and fighting stuff for a while thank you
0: three ninjas yeah
1: thank you three ninjas kick back oh i would go in the back of different magazines like let's say heavy metal or hit parade or 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 some of the martial arts magazines and there were ads for schools yes where you could go Come to this school and learn how to be a ninja. Oh, my God. And I wanted... I was like, how do I do this? How does my (laughs) skinny, white, South Louisiana ass... Get to be a ninja! This is so awesome! I want to like throw throwing stars right.
0: and disappear in a poof of smoke and. I used to throw throwing stars in my house all the time. <laughs> Everything, anything remotely star shaped would be a throwing star. Oh, I
1: was from Louisiana, so we had like you
0: had actual throwing
1: stars. We we had. I had friends who had throwing stars. Oh we God. had we had bows and arrows. Uh, of course, we had uh, pellet guns, BB guns, going great, up to there's, shotguns. There's like
0: fantastic South Park where they're playing ninja and they actually put a throwing star in Kenny's eye. Yeah, <laughs> and then it stops the yeah of or Butters, I forget, but it stops the play. They're like, "Oh my god!" Oh yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. exactly.
1: And we used to uh, we used to set up our GI Joes and Star Wars and stuff uh, opposite each other on either giant carports or outside in the wilderness, like among rocks and stuff. Okay, and then be behind them and shoot with PB or pellet guns, oh. not not shotguns, but BB and pellet guns. Nice at the actual other figures as if they were shooting sure. at each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, needless to say, a lot of our toys we're like Got you know little, missing an arm you know what yeah. i used to
0: do do you remember the um the snap pops the little white the little white powder, yeah. powder yeah, yeah 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 those were my bombs oh nice so when i'd get a box of snap pops i would set up the gi joe base and, and the cobra rattler mm-hmm. would fly overhead and i would just snap pop bombs and it was awesome oh that is awesome and it would leave a little battle damage scorch uh-huh. you know I mean? it Left yeah, just a little yeah puff so like So the toys would just have this little, like, oh, you've been in an attack kind of thing, but it wouldn't really damage them. And then my bedroom would just have little pieces of rock (laughs) all over it It never really cleaned it up. That's amazing. Because you couldn't use a vacuum because then you'd suck up half your toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just had to live with it. But yeah. That's amazing. Snap rocks. Uh, Eventually, uh, when I got a little older, I put a uh, SD's model rocket onto the Dreadnought's Thunder machine. No. And it was awesome. Wow. It went like a rocket, huh. rocketing down the sidewalk. Wow! And hit the fence. Uh huh. Shot twenty feet in the air. Holy cow! <laughs> and it, it actually it stayed in pretty much one piece. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it really did. Like it's I, pretty good. Yeah, all the way to the end. Yeah, it, it. Yeah. I also my dream was to put two rockets into the tail fins of the, um, uh, uh Sky Striker. Okay. Because remember they were they had holes in them yeah so my dream was to take a um take the Estes rockets and put them in the tail fins of the sky striker really and set it up at an angle and yeah. see what would happen like what would that how quote aerodynamic was it really with two jet fuel propulsions kicking out the wow mat. and i never did because i only had one sky striker and i knew it would destroy it and yeah. i didn't ever really I never got around to getting another one yeah um, but that was always my dream my unrealized yeah. boyhood dream wow put two rockets in wow. a sky striker and set them going
1: <laughs> holy moly gosh i know that we used to do stuff with with used uh fourth of july since it is the fourth of july weekend yeah we used to do stuff with fireworks and stuff but i don't think we ever did anything to that effect and i'm wondering whether i'm forgetting from the blast or (laughs) or whether or not we just just totally miss it because we we would shoot like fireworks and throw fireworks at each other but i don't know whether we ever did it with well, our GI Joes I was not or toys yeah, no, or anything.
0: I, don't get me don't don't get me wrong. I was not a blow up my toys guy at yeah. all. This was like I was in high school and like yeah. I was done playing with them. But I, I was getting into my, I was doing like model rocketry and stuff yeah. and like making my own model rockets. Yeah, and I went. Wait a minute. These holes in these toys are absolutely Perfect. perfectly fit for these SD's rockets. Yeah. Oh no, I don't advocate blowing blowing no, up no, no. toys. My, I think you, if
1: my dad found out that we had blown up toys, shooting at them a little bit is one thing, but blowing them up, yeah. he would have been like, like You're wasting are, money, exactly. mister Exactly. Why am I spend dad, my money on this? And I couldn't my dad was career air force. So on top of that, blowing up, you know, G.I. Joe toys or something like that would have been sacrilegious, sacrilegious
0: to him. Sacrilegious. Well, Jeff I'm so excited I'm excited to have you you' I think you're the first really hardcore Joe fan if I can call you hardcore I don't know if I can call you hardcore but i grew I grew up
1: and watched it it was it was it was g i Joe and then it was you know like he man thundercats oh yeah it was all of that it was back when Saturday morning was a uh it was an event to be at you got up at six in the morning and got your bowl of cereal between like you know when I was like eight all the way through about 13 years old and now you punk down for five hours and watch some cartoons and now saturday morning is on
0: demand whenever you want yeah. So yeah, it's not an event anymore. All right. So let's uh, let's put a log in this fire. All right. And uh, get off my lawn, kids. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna we're gonna watch an episode called Twenty Questions. Mm. Now, are, do you remember this? Does this ring any bells? When I saw the name, I totally remembered this episode, but I haven't seen it in forever. It does not ring a bell. Okay. Well, then let's let's get into it. It's and, been a uh, while. Yeah. And let's go into uh, the, ep- the episode number 23 20 Questions. See that Sky Striker. Yeah. Fly, imagine Estes rockets. Yeah. Just just in it. Yeah. Like, that would be amazing. Flying oh, yeah. flying over your suburban home. Yeah. Like, r- crashing into your neighbor's dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's quite a. Actually, a good They throw. Throw around in this opening crowd. They're throwing like, around like a three hundred pound man. Right, he's nothing. And the first toss from Bazooka was from an airplane. Yeah, so he went from Bazooka to Footloose. He threw him, you know, I don't know, a couple thousand, a thousand foot up, a hundred. I don't know how. I'm, I'm terrible with estimating. Like I don't. Yeah, if someone were like. How uh like how tall is, you know, like eight stories? I'd be like, What that's gotta be like thirty five feet. feet? If you think ten feet is a that, story, is that how it works. I think about average. Okay. I don't know. See, I don't guesstimating I'm using Terrible. I'm using Dungeons and Dragons uh oh, ruling. So nice. ten feet per is what Why I would think. Why have we not gotten so here we go, twenty questions written by Buzz Dixon? Why have we not gotten a G.I. Joe role playing game?
1: That would be so fantastic. There's so many characters to roll. Oh play. my goodness!
0: How is this not a thing? I think it could totally work because you are RPG, right? Oh
1: yeah, RPG out the wazoo. What's your favorite game to play? Um, right now we're getting into uh, we're getting back into fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons, but for the longest time it was Pathfinder. Oh, fun! Pathfinder was
0: great, and then uh, back in the day, played any
1: number of things.
0: And well, as, as I say, it just dawns on me. I bet you there I guarantee you in the world being what it is yeah. there are people who have taken Pathfinder's of the world or the D&D's of the world yeah. and just modified it and made their own. Oh yeah. So I'm sure that there are. And there's
1: other games yeah. I mean GI Joe would fit totally good into like mech warrior. Oh yeah, or
0: even so, Shadowrun. So we start the episode shipwreck, with a war game. Going on. Okay. So uh, the <laughs> Joes are you? out practicing, I I and uh, an Shipwreck yeah, pretends Oscar. to get hit, the and he he's hams it up as always. Alpine's there. You got Skyhawks overhead. They're in tanks and stuff. So it's a they're they're practicing, and in comes I believe it's well, I thought it was Covergirl. But then Covergirl was on the scene with them. They may have just been using her, uh, her voice. Oh. And they're TV getting interrupted by Hector. And below us is the GI Joe team, America's special anti-terrorist task force. Oh, what's his name? Geraldo Rivera, stand Yeah. Do you remember him? Oh yeah. Geraldo Rivera. Was, well, no, Geraldo. Do you remember Hector? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he shows up on a few episodes. Yeah. And uh, and this is a big commentary. So this episode's a big commentary on that style of reporting, yes. which. Yes, it's a bellwether. Because okay, it just has just S- gotten S- worse. Yeah. From where we're, we're at with this episode. This episode's <laughs> from nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, this style of reporting, like this gotcha, not to quote awful, terrible Sarah Palin, but this gotcha kind of reporting, yeah. you know, sensationalist report. It's just gotten worse. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sorry, no comment at this time. So Hector ambushes. Flint, and, and he's asking him questions about the G.I. Joe team. And we need to point out that there is a very kind of grody-looking assistant that's with him. How would you describe uh, the, the, oh guy, my the guy in the red? Oh, um, my Weasley?
1: And he's clutching a satchel of some kind like it's just he wants to make love to it. He doesn't want it My to be friends, hurt. The Committee on Basic Reductions of Armies has conclusive proof that the entire
0: G.I. Joe Cobra Conflict is fate. faked. F-A-K-E-D. That's the guy we're talking about. That's the guy. He just gave you a big clue. Did you catch that clue? Well, Hector, if you're going to let the higher help influence your decision. The Committee of Basic Reduction of Armaments. Oh. (laughs) Right? I've never caught that. Oh, my goodness. all these years of watching all these episodes. They used to do that in the comic book all the time, right? They looked at Broca Beach. Yeah. It was Arbco Industries. Right, right. right. It was always some variation of Cobra. Yeah. And they used it on this show. Yeah. Right there. But they actually just spelled out Cobra <laughs> right that is amazing <laughs> yeah
1: so we're in the know unlike Joe for
0: right yeah we know currently we currently know oh, more sorry. than Joe yeah so flip oh, there's, s- yeah oh, there'scarletcar Scarlet, uh, flipping, flipping
1: scook flipping flipping through a magazine as Scarlet's want to do
0: of course so Flint basically comes in and tells uh, shipwreck Skyhawk, all right sky sky you have to walk these dragon dudes dragon around with the, you, you the have to the give them a tour of the pit. I don't know nothing about it. He, of course, Shipwreck is, you know, like and the and worst temperament Joe to obstacles. have. Him. Oh, yeah. Because he's just he's a hothead. He's OK. So he's showing him the uh, he's showing him all the obstacle course. And what what I really like about this episode is we we are the reporters here.
1: Yeah. This is giving you an inside dope of what the Joe's pit was like. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting the behind the scenes of Joe's training and everything. Shipwreck's about to pop this guy if he's not careful.
0: And that was always a fun part uh, in the comics or, or, well, actually, frankly, it was part of the toys, the blueprints. Yeah. And in the comics, they would give you um, detailed maps of what the, the headquarters looked like. If right. you remember like even going back to the Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah. Where Jack Kirby would draw the, all of the Baxter building and he'd be like, on this floor this happens and this is Reed's lab. And yeah, this you is still there. love that kind of stuff. Yeah, right? Wasn't that like, really cool? Like
1: maps of Avengers Mansion or
0: X-Mansion yeah. and here are the sub-levels and what's going on. Totally. And, it just you know, gives, you, nice. gives you this inside dope as to what's going on in, in their real world, which I think is just really fodder for a kid's imagination. Absolutely. And... So, with that G Joe, the toys all came with the blueprints. I loved the blueprints yeah and and that's what they're doing with this show they're they're saying in this you know this opening setup they're not saying existed, let's give them an inside dope as to what the daily life is like in G.I. Joe yeah you know? made yeah, I mean they just don't all sit around yeah. in the and as and expected see, huh? shipwreck oversteps his boundaries yeah and uh, they kind of uh they, they're kind of saying you're not showing us enough really real inside dope on G.I. Joe team. So he commandeers a dragonfly, and he <laughs> uh, takes these uh, reporters. He's going to show them like, a real, actual G.I. Joe investigation. Yeah. Which seems a little un- out of protocol, but of course, it's shipwreck.
1: But then, of course, I mean, well, here's the thing, though. Shipwreck, in my opinion, was never... Um, did he have military training before this? No. We don't know. He He's just... a guy that they found, and then they went, oh, guess what?
0: We're a military organization. Wait, real quick, so... Outside of the pit. Oh, that's so outside funny. the pit, Zartan's in disguise. And he's kind of keeping an eye on things, right? As a he, shepherd. And he actually has a sheep with him. It's amazing. Like that's how far they're going for this disguise. Zartan commits. So the question is is it a cobra sheep? <laughs> or, or is, is it, it an unwitting? An unwitting sheep who's just was duped into helping Zartan. Cobra. 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 This is one ride you'll never. So many hashtags you. are coming out of this. Cobra. I'm telling you. And uh Skook,
1: Yes. or Flay,
0: yeah. Uh, so a missile gets fired off at our, our friends Not in the Dragonfly. Sam, S-A-M. Oh, real quick, the third guy that's with them. Yeah, Shut do you remember the um uh, uh plastic man cartoon? Vaguely. Do, do you remember Hula? God, uh, you're
1: jogging the Hawaiian mem- guy. You're jogging on? memories, man. He looks oh my like goodness. Hula.
0: And into commercial. E. I. Joel will return after these messages. Today's file card feature is on the Wolverine driver, codenamed Girl. Her file name is Courtney A. Krieger. Her primary military specialty is armor, and secondary military specialty is AFV Mechanics. Her birthplace is Peoria, Illinois. Cover Girl was a high fashion model in Chicago and New York prior to enlistment. She grew disillusioned with modeling and enlisted to put a new direction in her life. She attended armor school at Fort Knox and related tech schools. Proficient in diesel mechanics, gas turbine technology, and she's a qualified expert in the Law Rocket, the Dragon AT missile, the M16, and the M1911A auto pistol. Covergirl finds that she must work against her beauty to prove herself. She's compelled to learn and master decidedly unfeminine disciplines. Her self-assurance and stunning good looks reduce most men to stuttering fools. Covergirl never got a ton of play in the comics, uh, a little bit actually on today's episode of the, of the show. Uh, but she definitely was uh, very cool. I mean, she was a woman, a, you know, fashion model, driving a, the the Wolverine, which was the the giant treaded tank that had um, like eight missiles on it. Later years, they had her paired up uh, romantically with Shipwreck, and that was that was pretty cool because they they it was a nice coupling because Shipwreck was always a hound against someone, and they found a way to give Courtney some uh, spotlight during the comic book. This was during the Devils Do comic book. So here's an interesting parallel and I, I the years are so close. It's gotta it's gotta be based on her. If you look at Courtney, who's a supermodel, turned um, you know, uh, turned Wolverine driver and her name's Cover Girl, and she's from Peoria, Illinois of all places, Cindy Crawford was from DeKalb, Illinois. And Cindy Crawford hit it big, like right as G.I. Joe was dropped, at the same time. 1984 1983 so she looking at her wikipedia here and it says like she won some big contest at 17 years old and was being represented so that would have made it that she was born in 66 so that would have like put it right at 1983 which is right when these toys were coming out so i don't know if it's them basing it off of cindy crawford or it's just randomly uh you know coincidental but they're both they both pick like a small town Small ish town, you know, out of Illinois. And and, and, the whole thing, the whole thing smacks of basing this character off Cindy Crawford. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll never know. Maybe we will. Who knows? But either way, Courtney Krieger, Cover Girl, we salute you. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Yeah, check a look at this guy. He looks like Hula from the Plastic Machine. My goodness. That's. No, we've got cover back from commercial we've got cover girl and gung- ho they're trying to find shipwreck with these guys and they they were across ace and ripcord who earlier they were the witnesses to shipwreck taken off in the dragonfly yeah that rebel of a Joe oh that rebel but you you raise a good question though shipwreck was just like a merchant marine yeah who that just hitched right, up with the Joes the yeah and you know I, I at this point though I'm assuming he's been vetted maybe so that was I the mean, second mini because
1: I, I always thought that there was stuff going on there with that
0: and yeah quick kick and well yeah well, people quick,
1: who just show up and then be, they become well, Joes as part I, of it that's a military organization i don't know
0: if you heard my quick kick theory on one of these episodes i think quick kick was a government plant uh, right i did hear because, i did remember you saying because, that and that's actually a good idea yeah, uh, like really if that really happened to him yeah that's it's insane yeah that's as good of an explanation a as shirtless any. Shirtless dude running around the Arctic, where you get abandoned by your director and your producers for a commercial. Shirtless, shoeless. Yeah, and most likely you're a member of SAG. Are you? you no? Know, yes? Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's got to be SAG. You're not going to Antarctica if you're not SAG. No. Right. No. So shirtless, shoeless, oh, and you're abandoned you abandoned in the Arctic. Help? No, he's Yeah. A, he's a government plant.
1: That's a that's a really good idea. Yeah. Cover girl, girl looks like she could be Scarlett's daughter.
0: Cover Girl is named Covergirl because you know she was a she was a model. Oh. She was a fashion model who wanted more out of life. Oh, wow. And and she joined up with the military, and they found that she's so beautiful. Yeah. And she can infiltrate anything because of her beauty. Sure. And she drove the Wolverine. Wow. The big old tank. She's a tank-driving model. Wow. Which is great. Yeah. So- the Joes are out searching for Shipwreck, who had did get uh, shot out of the sky. Right. With everyone safe and everything, but they got shot out of the sky by the surface-to-air missile. And the Dreadnoughts are running What's this operation.
1: Which is fantastic, because Zartan yeah, awesome. be yeah. and the Dreadnoughts are awesome.
0: Yeah. And ship's trying to disable the surface-to-air missile before uh, they, they're able to shoot down more of the G.I. Joe uh, incoming airplanes, the rescue yeah. team. right. Okay. And he sucks. the... Yeah. Now, what, what was your take on the Dreadnoughts? How did you feel about them? Were you, Did you like them? Or did you? I always thought they were great.
1: I yeah. always thought Zartan was, um, I always kind of liked, you know, a la Star Wars, uh, your bounty hunter type of characters totally. that didn't have an allegiance to either side, yep. Yep. and that's Zartan. Yep. And the Dreadnoughts, while they're good at what they do, they are the comic relief. Yeah. You know, they're deadly, but they're just such bumbling fools that live on they're basically the prime ids of characters mm-hmm. i want money i want to eat i want to mm-hmm. have sex mm-hmm. i want to blow stuff up mm-hmm. zartan's the thinker right. and uh they were awesome i love the dreadnoughts i didn't like them as much when they had other dreadnoughts later that kind of in my opinion watered it down a bit uh-huh i just don't like it when they keep adding and uh a sort of uh, uh watering down the originals overtaking the originals a little bit you yeah know? But it's fine. I mean something things have to grow yeah, and become impossible. Yeah. Mean, when you and got to more. when you got to
0: Zanzibar to
1: you, it he just appeared out of nowhere. Shipwreck so just, the ship, so ship yeah. was celebrating
0: their success, but the Rednought showed up and Yeah, he blew down a bunch of Cobra planes yeah. and then they get captured. Uh so now we've got uh Alpine and Covergirl and Gung Ho. They're gonna try to infiltrate this Cobra base and rescue Shipwreck and Hector and all the the, the rest of the uh the rest of the news crew. Um. See, that guy looks like hula hula. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they when, when <laughs> the Dreadnoughts got to Zanzibar, the actual pirate with a top knot, to he's a little much. Way. But like Road Pig was fun. Good. Yeah. Zartan, uh, cute. I liked his brother and sister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had two uh, chameleon lizards. The first one chameleon I had was named Zartan. Okay. And, and then he died. And so I I, I named, I think I got two more and named them uh, Xandar and Zorana. And they they actually (laughs) lived for quite a while.
1: I love how Cobra Commander shows up here and just immediately tells Shipwreck and their captives his plans. Oh,
0: Immediately. Well, I mean, he's a yeah. commander. And I if
1: mean, I can go just back a little bit, when they were being brought into the facility and they're giving you the shot of the facility, uh-huh. a woman is over the loudspeaker telling them what the movie of the night will be and is describing it.
0: Uh-huh. Is the level of detail the writers on GI Joe just throw in. You so, <gasps> oh my gosh. Turns out that Weasley little dude was not a, was a dude under- at all. It was the Baroness. Oh my goodness gracious. And all of a sudden, they're now drawing her um, her chest. Yes. Previously. <laughs> all of a sudden, before, she, she had no she was chest. Bi- she, she, was, she was binding.
1: She pulls off a mask and, and the hair, binding, binding comes and with And immediately... It. She gets curves. She gets curves to show that she's the Baroness. Three inches.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great.
1: She must be taking lessons from Zartan. Oh, totally. Totally. The oh, Baroness the is always good
0: for a good disguise. Oh, Baroness is great.
1: And you're just the type to use it.
0: Oh, man. shipwreck is just so... He's great. Shipwreck's great. He's, He's great. hilarious. Not enough poly in this episode, though. Oh, here's Duke. Oh, Duke. Here's your boy. Duke's got a little like, receding the hairline going we on. We got Duke talking hey, with Flynn. I had Shipwreck take him around the base, and now he and Shipwreck are missing. Duke! Flint. We intercepted a Cobra radio oh, message. Oh, it's a boy breaking the chemical weapons arsenal. We
1: can't let them get that gas. Sound me alert. We'll worry about Ramirez later.
0: Oh no! See, they, they, uh, the Joe's got priorities. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get Hector Ramirez later. Yeah. In other words, they're they're either trusting that shipwreck will keep them alive. Yeah. Or they'll just be like, well, Ramirez will die.
1: Remind me. Remind me. Does does
0: does Duke outrank Flint or vice versa? Duke outranks flint he does but then general hawk eventually outranks duke gotcha gotcha yeah. gotcha and general hawk was an original joe just named hawk right and he was he came with a he came with one of the toys like with um wasn't the jump jet pack but it was one of like the smaller it wasn't a vehicle i, th- I don't yeah. think it was a vehicle we go to commercial gi joe will return after these messages Now, back to G.I. Joe. So, so let's get Cobra's plan real quick. Yeah. They're going to be drilling into uh, a, like an energy or like an oil reserve? Yeah. Is that what they're doing? I think so, yeah. The reason we needed Shipwreck was to get them... Pass to take them to the location because otherwise they didn't know where it was at right that's right right that's the logic behind so shipwreck their plan
1: shipwreck accidentally found out the location because he went to say oh look here's this stuff on the radar let me go check this out and i'll take you guys with me and got it break not follow
0: orders exactly Exactly. So that's that's the plan. Is they needed they needed to, to trick the Joes into showing them where the secret the secret place is. And now the other Joes are, are found a downed
1: pilot who's going to be eaten by a bobcat or a cougar or a puma well, or something. That's wild weasel. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. He's the uh, rattler pilot. Oh, he's the rattler pilot. Yeah, he's so the he's the like
1: Cobra's wild Bill, if you will. Yeah. Cobra's of. wild Bill or okay. Cobra's okay. Ace. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And absolutely. And now Cobra's using a drilling device that you would use in anything to go down,
0: burrow into the earth. Or, like in the movie, uh, Total Recall. Yes. Yes. And Hector... Is appealing to Cobra Commander's vanity. They were going to kill they're trying him. Trying to. Well, they're yeah. They're they're. Yeah. They're, he's Hector is saving them by saying, oh, "Let me interview you. Don't kill me. Let, he, don't kill us." He, he's you know nodding to the ego of Cobra Commander, saying, right. "Hey, oh, let me let
1: me let me get this down on paper."
0: Only. Yep. And, we'll and we've got the dreadnoks are now uh they're they're attacking the energy base and uh they're they're cutting through some fences, they're using all the using all the uh, all the accoutrement that the toys come with. Each one of their he, specialties. Yeah. And we see that there's a lot of laughing gas. There's tear gas, that explosive gas. Explosive Ooh. Gas. <laughs> Radio Cobra I Cobra wonder what explosive that gas is. Like, is yeah. that, is there a not, thing that's generally not. referred to as explosive gas? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, so. I get it. I get it for this cartoon. A lot
1: of gases in those type of containers, I think, would be considered explosive right. <laughs> in the right, right. circumstance. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> but for this, um, Zartan seems pleased to find explosive gas.
0: Totally. Very much so. Um and I, although, he hangs out with the Dreadnoughts, who eat a lot of grape soda and jelly donuts. Yeah. So, I'm assuming they have some of the explosive gas in their own. <laughs> they have their own. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there. They don't seem like the healthiest of eaters. Right. Yeah. So, Hector is, is sitting with Cobra Commander, uh, getting a getting a great interview out of him. And and, it, and, and the... he even says,
1: Commode Commander, Cobra Commander even says, and then I... I i i headed a mutiny of my military academy right which actually
0: flies in the face of some canon for cobra he wasn't in the military so he's probably just he was not a military he's he's lying he's he's trying to beat himself up for an interview maybe on the tv show they they have that yeah but on uh like in the cartoon version of it he was a he was a um he was donald trump yeah for real oh like he was a used car salesman yeah. Like a salesman, like just a huckster businessman who was right. fed up with America and convinced a bunch of people to, to follow him. Sure. That's 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 what the, the comic book version of Cobra Commander was. Right. Um but I you know, I think in the in the show they, they definitely veer off that canon a little bit. Yeah. Um so the four Joe's, uh they snuck in kind of a back entrance into this uh gas uh Gas storage Spirit, facility. Spirit, Gung Ho,
1: Lady, uh, Cover Girl, and
0: Alpine. Alpine. and they hide in the tr- truckload of explosive gas. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: they were, He's and every tank says them "explosive them. gas" on it. Oh yeah, yet right, they ran right, right, to it. Right,
0: right. <laughs> and shipwreck just runs over
1: the laughing gas.
0: There's all these different
1: types of gas there. Yeah, now they're all. in so
0: now everybody's starting to laugh, which is always a great gag. Yeah. you get laughing gas on on a cartoon, and now itching a, gas is thrown in. Oh, there's itching gas. All the shoulders, sh- shoulders, all the shoulders of the soldiers. <laughs> they're all they're all laughing, and all these water moccasins are exploding. And basically, the, the day is saved by the periodic table of elements.
1: Oh yeah, and it's just amazing to see like you know some of these characters like Spirit, who doesn't laugh them He's very no, stoic, Spirit and he's never laughing.
0: Laughs. He's a laugher. Yeah, and uh, Jack Nicholson shipwreck. He's like, "Let's go," and he saves Hula Hula and Hector Ramirez. I'm so I'm just calling him Hula. Yeah, Hula. no, that's the fine. guy looks just like Hula Hula. We've
1: committed to it. Cobra Commander is in since. Yeah,
0: and because Cobra Commander wasn't affected by any of the gas, so he's like, well, "What is going on?" Uh, the cavern's collapsing. Everyone's going to die, and they jump in the drilling machine and they're they're going to basically drill the drill their way out before the uh, before the thing collapses. Do you? Are those drilling machines real? Are those things like, do things like that actually exist? That's, that's what I want to know. Maybe a very... I, I mean say obviously like a they very, wouldn't have an yeah. open canopy. No, not that's an open canopy, but you know. But like is there like a machine that you would just drill into Well isn't that with something like like stuff?
1: like you know like Journey to the Center of the Earth the movie and stuff like that? I think this was all like earlier stuff that might have been designs when this stuff first came yeah. about and then got sci-fied up. I don't right. think that's a real thing. It's not a real thing, thing right? I don't like, think no so.
0: real cuz it's not the trail just from like I mean it's it's you Wait, see look it there. show up a lot this in yeah different
1: forms of pop culture. I think and it's something that got appropriated uh, throughout pop culture. They even used it in used. the Matrix.
0: Yeah, remember that? So they drilled into uh, right the, the what was the Xanadu? Right, the, the name of the Yeah, place. yeah, yeah. where
1: they had the uh, the big uh yeah. they had the big you know dance off fight. Yeah, they were drilling things, just yeah. like these things. Yeah,
0: so the Joes all escape. They're all laughing. Hector Ramirez learns the error of his ways. That GI Joe is really necessary to protect the world. It's just a good fun wrap up. Duke, by the way, is laughing at none of this. Oh no. Duke will have it, none of this. None. I gotta get this to my network. Fantastic, what a school Yeah. Okay, now Hector just kisses Duke. On the kisses you know, him on the cheek. You know the saying, in vino Veritas. Mm. So I'm just saying I think Hector has a nice crush on Duke. Well who wouldn't? I I, I agree. <laughs> Look at him. Look at that chiseled jaw. Look I agree. And it's just great. It's just a fun ending. Gas place is blowed up. Everyone's safe and alive. Jejo wins again. It ends on a laugh. It really does. So uh, I. Joe
1: will return. Remember before
0: messages. you go, uh, hashtag us with either Team Skook Skook or Team Flay S-C-U-K-E. S-C-U-K-E. or Team Flay yeah. to let us know which team you which team you prefer, which right. shipping you prefer. Um, and you can find my friend Jeff Taub. Jeff, thank you so much. You've oh, been a fantastic guest. This was fun. At ActorClown on Twitter and Instagram, Snapchat, and go to Jeff Taub T A U B dot com. Yep. Yeah,
1: that's right. For all your, your acting for needs. For all your acting needs. If uh commercial actor, TV actor, voice actor, clown actor, yeah. anything you need, I'm a jack of all trades.
0: Master of all of them. All of them. Yeah, you're better than. I'm better than that. Yeah. I am. So thank you, everyone, for listening to Joe on Joe. It's been my guest Jeff Taub, myself, Joe Slepsky, Now you, Joe, and Joeing's half the battle.